we are both right now drinking our Cardi Miracle, which is, uh, and we both prefer it with a little bit more water. So and I'm almost done with mine, but this was full. It was full. Um, and it's one scoop twice a day in distilled water. It is important to put it in distilled water. I put mine in spring water. Spring water will work too. Don't use I just not tap water. water. I it defeats the water. whole purpose. Really? I like mine. And I, I actually, when I get about halfway through this, yeah, I add more water. more water to it and I drink it all day. Um, it's literally every vitamin and mineral that you need at even more than what the you know government recommends. Right. And your body just anyway. expels what you don't need. Your yeah. body will not absorb it. It's like once it reaches the limit, you'll find that you go pee more. Right. Mm -hmm. What were your symptoms before? Oh, I was I would get short of breath going from the kitchen to my bedroom. I was working from home eight hours a day and I there were many, many days that I did not make it through a whole shift because I was dizzy, I was nauseous, I was shorter, like shorter breath to the point, which is what I think was causing my dizziness because I wasn't getting enough oxygen. I felt terrible, like almost all the time. And I went through that for about a year before mm -hmm. we started doing this cardio miracle in February. And it really has made a difference. And it's hey, every better. day, seriously, start really, your day, what it is. It's like start really, your day really have with to. cardio miracle, go to defiantmiracle.com. It's our affiliate link. Use promo code defiant. If you sign up for the subscribe and save, then you get oh, that's so helpful. an additional to order it. Yeah, ten percent off, and then they just send it to you every month. All right, so uh, Cardi Miracle, get yes. yours today. DefiantMiracle.com, promo code Defiant. It's time to resist. They can't arrest us all, and they can't keep all your kids home from school. They can't keep every government building closed. We don't have to accept the mandates lockdowns and harmful policies of the petty tyrants and feckless bureaucrats we can simply say no not again the only way to stop these mandates is to refuse to comply refuse to show vaccine passports refuse to wear a mask refuse to stay at home we will not comply with fauci we will not comply with joe biden and we will not comply with authoritarian governors i am not going to comply this ends now. I am a soldier in the army of my God. The Lord Jesus Christ is my commanding officer. The Holy Bible is my code of conduct. Faith, prayer, and the Word are my weapons of warfare. I have been taught by the Holy Spirit, trained by experience, tried by adversity, and tested by fire. I am a volunteer in this army. I am enlisted for eternity. I will not get out, sell out, be talked out, or pushed out. I am a soldier. I am not a baby. I do not need to be pampered, petted, primed up, pumped up, picked up, or pepped up. Because I am a soldier. No one has to call me, remind me, write me, visit me, entice me, or lure me. Because I am a soldier. No one has to send me flowers, gifts, food, cards, candy, or give me handouts. I do not need to be cuddled, cradled, 
cared for or catered to. I am committed. I am a soldier. I cannot be discouraged enough to turn me aside. I cannot lose enough to cause me to quit. I will win. I am more than a conqueror. I will always triumph. I can do all things through Christ which strengthened me. Devils cannot defeat me. People cannot disillusion me. Weather cannot weary me. Sickness cannot stop me. Battles cannot beat me. Money cannot buy me. Governments cannot silence me. And hell cannot handle me. I am a soldier. Even death cannot destroy me. For when my commander calls me from this battlefield, he will promote me to captain and then allow me to rule with him. I am a soldier in the army. I am marching. I am claiming victory. I will not give up. I will not turn around. I am a soldier.
do I take this darkness and turn it into light? How do I believe in a concept where I speak to a man I've never seen with my own two eyes? How do I know that religion wasn't made just to separate the world and create a whole disguise just to keep us in these chains while the rich get richer and the poor pray to you and perpetuate a lie? How do I know this ain't some big joke? How can I have faith when there is no hope? How the hell does one man have a hundred billion dollars and we still have people on the street that are broke? There's a lot of things I want to talk about and get off my chest. I can't sleep because the devil won't let me rest. I used to know a fucking pastor in a church and I can still hear the screams of the kids even fucking molest. Dear God! supposed to fear you but you ain't said shit so maybe it's you who actually fears me i don't know the answer i just want to see it clearly so many lies a thousand different theories all i want to know is who really made religion because i know it wasn't you but don't nobody believe me no more lies no more death bring back king bring back x please dear god let their souls rest protect who's left and watch their steps dear god i don't want to have to ask you again i just hope that you know that i'm still a believer so i'll end this all by saying amen Good morning. How's everyone doing today? It's cold out here again. 38 degrees, but going up to 60 today, so that's something. I'll get back out in the gardens. That's my gift to myself. I know it's January. How am I gardening in January? Oh no, I am. Transitioning the gardens over. I, uh, Cut back the pepper trees yesterday. There are trees. And uh, pulled all the yellow and green peppers off them to make vinegar. And gave the branches to the birds. And uh, raked out the garden and planted some potatoes. Which meant throwing potatoes on the ground and then putting a whole bunch of leaf mulch on top of them. That's how I plant potatoes. And then today I get to turn the pepper garden over into the winter garden. Salad greens and peas and beans. I just have to cover the top of it. Chicken wire. Keep the chickens out of it. So I'm excited to be going back out into the gardens this morning. So in 40 days we can eat like kings again. Because uh, it's how long it takes to grow from seed to fruit with electroculture generally 40 days it's fine less for salad greens more for garlic obviously that takes like nine months but get it started now it's fine but there's so much going on in the world that i am happy to get into my gardens and be just be, be positive. You know, we do a lot of fear mongering. Hmm. That might be a strong phrase for it. We talk about a lot of what's to come and it's not good. We know. We talk a lot about uh, 
what's going on. Now all of these things that we've been talking about for the past few years have been re- are being revealed as we speak. Beware Greeks bearing gifts. It's very easy to get caught up in the excitement of the truth being revealed and overlook the shock and horror that it's going to bring to other people who haven't been where we've been for the last years, right? Who don't understand. They don't understand what truth is. So unless those truths are backed with a faith in God, they could be devastating to people. Think about it. If you didn't know that God has your back, if you didn't know that He's chosen you. If you don't have ears to hear and eyes to see the path that he set for you, if you've not yet put him first in your life, how overwhelming would learning some of these things be? That your parents' favorite president was a pedophile? Is a pedophile? And murder? That the free health care that they've been giving out is designed to kill you? That aliens are real? Think about that. It's a lot. It's a lot. And there's a lot more to come. How do you help them deal with it? You don't. You let God do it. But you have to bring them to God first. At least help them understand that there's a better way. There's a better way to live. Everything doesn't have to be so devastating. If you put God first in your life, Nothing else really matters. Your whole life changes. When you understand finally what he wants for you, what role you have to play and what's to come, everything else is kind of trivial. even the death and destruction of our society all around us. Because you know that something better is going to come. We've been promised. And we know if nothing else, God keeps his promises. Maybe not always in the way that you believe or want, but he keeps his promises. You just have to find that understanding.
Yes, Griff. The best is yet to come when the Lord comes for those that love and follow him. And your rooster is um, hysterical and a little bully. You should have named him Napoleon, by the way. He doesn't back down from anything. Even the big, big roosters, he don't care. Nope. He's probably going to get himself in trouble one of these days. But he'll be happy doing it. He'll go out on his feet. Because he puts God first in his life and he don't give a... Let's listen to uh, Brother Matt's next message. This one's from October 11th. See what he has to say. Again, some of these we may have heard as they came out. And that's fine. Now we're listening to them all again consecutively, so... Uh, hey, brothers and sisters, it's Brother Matt back with you again with another message from the Lord. Uh, this message is from earlier today, October 11th, 2023. The Lord woke me up very early this morning and, uh, and gave me this message, which I'm about to read to you. Um, this is quite a long message compared to some of the other ones, um, and it has several different parts where there are some different audiences addressed. So it may be that there's a word in here that may be kind of specific to you. So I encourage you to listen to the whole thing uh, so you can hear the different things the Lord says. If you're new to this channel, then I encourage you to check out the other videos and see the things I've been posting. Um, I've been posting a series of messages the Lord gave me between Easter and Pentecost, uh, really day by day. And then I've been posting additional things that he's been giving since then. Um, as always, I'm grateful for all of my regular subscribers, those of you that make comments under the videos and those of you that are liking and sharing these videos, I, I appreciate all of you. I want you to know that you are welcome to put prayer requests into the comments. I will pray for those requests. And uh, I know there are many other people who are praying too. Um, obviously, this is a challenging time in our world. And, uh, you know, I know that we are all praying and, and wondering and watching to see. Um, so uh, let's continue to be prayerful. Um, before I start, the only other thing I would say is that uh, a few weeks ago, the Lord gave me a, a, a vision with the message, and I, I recorded that and put that up here, and I'll link it here at the end of the, uh, of the video today. But at the beginning of that vision, I saw um, a city, a Middle Eastern city, covered in rubble um, and, and, and collapsing buildings and, and people walking through the rubble. And as uh, the Lord began to speak to me this morning, it became very clear to me that that was a, that that was a vision of Gaza. Um, in fact, I've, I've seen, as many of you had lots of video and, and pictures of footage, and it's, it's just exactly like what I saw. So, um, so anyway, so that's in my heart this morning as well. Uh, but uh, here we go, October 11th, 2023. This is what it says. 
Many even now, in this moment, cry out to me. They cry out for my justice. Shall I bring justice upon you, O people? Shall I ignore the cries of the innocents? I cannot. I cannot. I will come like a mighty wave. My justice must be satisfied. I am the Lord, the holy and righteous one, the only one who is able to judge rightly. The rod and the staff are in my hand, the rod with which I will break the shackles that bind, the staff with which I will gather and guide those who are my own. If there are any among you who are wise, repent and return to me. Call upon my name and be saved while there is yet time for you. All who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. Those who seek the way find their way in me. Those who seek the truth will find that I am the only truth that remains. I am the truth that stands. Those who seek for life may find their life in me. Those who sit in darkness will see a great light, the light of my face, the light of my love. For I will reveal myself to them even now. Those the world has forgotten will see my face and call upon my name. The nations are mine. The peoples are mine. The tribes are mine. I will gather all who are mine to myself. You will not withhold them from me. No gate will hold them back from me. I will ransom those whom I will ransom. Those the world would discard, I will call as my own. Even from among the hated and despised people, I will receive praise. O oh, my people, O oh, my bride, do not fear what is soon coming upon the earth. My glory will be revealed among these nations. I will disarm the powers. I will avenge myself, for vengeance is mine alone. Tell my people to set their house in order. Prepare, watch. Though the peoples cry for peace, there will be no peace, only the sword. Remember in this time, I the Lord remain faithful and true. I the Lord will preserve 
those who are my own. I, the Lord, will not lose any who are my own. There is safety only in the shadow of my wing. There is safety only for those who are in my hand. Reach out to me, O peoples of the earth. Call upon my holy name. Jesus, the anointed one, he who was crucified for your sins, he who was buried in a tomb, he who rose from the dead, he who ascended into heaven and who sits on the throne even now, he who prepares his army and is coming soon, call upon his name the mighty name, the name above all names, the King above all kings, the Lord above all lords, and be saved. Be saved, O people from this wicked generation. Be saved from the sword, which is swiftly coming upon you. To my servants, and those who claim my name. Now is the time. Open your mouths and declare what I have given you. Do not hold back. Be faithful to what I have given to you. Be faithful, O oh servants. Be faithful. Speak my word. Proclaim my truth. For today is the day of salvation. I will open the eyes and the hearts of many. Be faithful, O servants, wherever you are, whoever you meet, have no fear, but declare my name. Perhaps they will listen. Perhaps even some may be saved. The earth will be filled with my glory as the water covers the sea. The whole earth will be filled with my glory. Even you who believe you are the least, you who believe you are unseen, unheard, know that I, the Lord, see and I hear. I have heard your prayers. I have heard your cries. But even you, who believe you are so small and of no account, even you will do mighty things in my name. Have no fear. Have no fear, O children, but stand. Rise up, O children, in my name. Declare what I will put into your mouths. In that very moment, when you are called upon to speak, for it will not be you who speaks, but it will be me. Even from the mouths of babes and young children will I receive praise. To you who carry offenses and burdens with you, to you who carry offenses and burdens with you,
say, the time for you to surrender your offenses to me has come. The time for you to release your burdens has come. There is no good in them for you, O people. Your offenses only serve to embitter you and to sour your heart. Surrender them to me and be reconciled among yourselves. Remember, I have forgiven you of many things. Would you now withhold forgiveness from another? I would exchange your heart of stone for a heart of flesh. Will you surrender your burdens to me? I, the Lord, who have borne all your sin, all your shame, all your iniquity upon myself, am I not also able to bear your burdens upon myself? Cast your anxieties upon me and exchange them for my peace. I have set you upon a rock. I have given you a new song to sing. I have prepared for you mighty works to do, but you will not be able to do these things with a bitter tongue and a heavy burden. I know you have been hurt. They have hated you as they hated me. They have despised you as they once despised me. Reach out to me, O oh my children. Receive my comfort. Feel the warmth of my embrace. I am willing to heal you, though you will carry a scar. These days call for watchfulness, O oh people. They call for prayer and fasting. These days are my days. You will see my mighty hand at work. I, the Lord, have spoken. Therefore, declare these things unto them. Brothers and sisters, uh, as I finished, as we were finishing receiving this, the Lord uh, gave my wife and I the passage Isaiah 51. So I encourage you, if you would look maybe at Isaiah 51, that may provide some additional encouragement to you and maybe some insight. I'm grateful for all of you and I'm praying for you and I will continue to do my part to give you what the Lord has given me. I pray for you, brothers and sisters, that you would be faithful, that you would stand firm, be strong in the day. And for those of you who do not yet know our Lord, Today is the day of salvation. Call upon his name and be saved. He is seeking you. He desires all who are his to return to him. He is calling for people to return to him. While there is yet time, call upon his name and be saved. Brothers and sisters, I'm grateful for all of you guys. I'll be back with you next time with another video. God bless. Take care. Hmm. Thank you, Brother Matt. I love Matt, too.
love Matt's message. I love Emmanuel, who gives Matt his message. But what I really love is that I have doubts sometimes. I had questions. I was asking questions last night and this morning. And I didn't know what I was going to say when I sat down and opened my mouth at the beginning of the show. I just opened my mouth. And then we listened to Matt's message. And the first part was almost the exact same thing as what I told y'all. And then the second part, he said, just open your mouth and let the words flow out. So I love how the Lord uses me and Matt in conjunction with each other to quell my doubts and hopefully yours too. So I'm sorry that Matt doesn't resonate with you, Liana, but oh well. Hmm. Liana, we've come to a point when some people just need to be yelled at. And I get you. It's the fastest way to close your ears sometimes. But don't look at it as he's yelling at you. He's passionate about the world, about what's going on, about what's to come. And that passion shows through his message. Doesn't have to be for you. But let's pray before we get started, since we're already a ways in here. Dear God, thank you for giving me the strength and energy to do everything that we need to do to return, to prepare for your return and sustain our families at the same time. Continue on our daily lives as we try and bring more and more people back to you to help them have ears to hear and eyes to see your path. Thank you for sending us your messengers for echoing the same message through different people, for validating your own message over and over again, for helping us prepare for what's to come. Thank you, God, for giving us the ability to discern truth for helping us deal with that truth and others as well helping others deal with the truths that may be overwhelming to them dear God we ask that you soften the hearts of those that you want us to help 
to bring back to you. God, I thank you for our animals. Show us every day what it is to live for you. My ducks were especially brave this morning going down into the pond. Thank you for my amazing husband, even when he's cranky and grumpy in the morning. And for my children. Their innocence is a constant reminder of what we're fighting for. Why we need to save the world through God. But most of all, God, thank you for life every single day. Thank you for life. So, remember yesterday we finished the first book of Kings. So, today we get to start on the second book of Kings. Lots of Kings. Very few of them followed in the way of David. Most of them followed in the way of Jeroboam. See what happens in the second book of Kings. The second book of Kings. Then Moab rebelled against Israel after the death of Ahab. And Ahaziah fell down through a lattice in his upper chamber that was in Samaria and was sick. And he sent messengers and said unto them, Go, inquire of Baalzebub, the god of Ekron, whether I should recover of this disease. But the angel of the Lord said to Elijah the Tishbite, Arise, go up to meet the messengers of the king of Samaria, and say unto them, Is it not because there is not a god in Israel that you go to inquire of Beelzebub, the god of Ekron? Now therefore, thus saith the Lord, Thou shalt not come down from that bed on which thou art gone up, but shalt surely die. And Elijah departed. And when the messengers turned back unto him, he said unto them, Why are ye now turned back? And they said unto him, There came a man up to meet us and said unto us, Go, turn again unto the king that sent you, and say unto him, Thus saith the Lord, Is it not because there is not a God in Israel that thou sendest to inquire of Beelzebub, the God of Ekron? Therefore thou shalt not come down from that bed on which thou art gone up, but shalt surely die. And he said unto them, What manner of man was he which came up to meet you and told you these words? And they answered him, He was an hairy man and girt with a girdle of leather about his loins. And he said, It is Elijah the Tishbite. Then the king sent unto him a captain of fifty with his fifty. And he went up to him, and behold, he sat on top of a hill. And he spake unto him, Thou man of God, the king hath said, Come down. And Elijah answered and said to the captain of fifty, If I be a man of God, then let fire come down from heaven and consume thee and thy fifty. And there came down fire from heaven and consumed him and his fifty. 
Again also he sent unto him another captain of fifty with his fifty. And he answered and said unto him, O man of God, thus hath the king said, Come down quickly. And Elijah answered and said unto them, If I be a man of God, let fire come down from heaven and consume thee and thy fifty. And the fire of God came down from heaven and consumed him and his fifty. And he sent again a captain of the third fifty with his fifty. And the third captain of fifty went up and came and fell on his knees before Elijah and besought him and said unto him, O man of God, I pray thee, let my life and the life of these fifty thy servants be precious in thy sight. Behold, there came fire down from heaven and burnt up the two captains of the former fifties with their fifties. Therefore, let my life now be precious in thy sight. And the angel of the Lord said unto Elijah, Go down with him, be not afraid of him. And he arose and went down with him unto the king. And he said unto him, Thus saith the Lord, For as much as thou hast sent messengers to inquire of Beelzebub, the god of Ekron, is it not because there is no god in Israel to inquire of his word? Therefore thou shalt not come down off that bed which thou art gone up but shalt surely die. So he died according to the word of the Lord, which Elijah had spoken. And Jehoram reigned in his stead in the second year of Jehoram, the son of Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, because he had no son. Now the rest of the acts of Ahaziah, which he did, are they not written in the book of the Chronicles of the Kings of Israel? Chapter 2. And it came to pass when the Lord would take up Elijah into heaven by a whirlwind that Elijah went down with Elisha from Gilgal. And Elijah said unto Elisha, Tarry here, I pray thee, for the Lord hath sent me to Bethel. And Elisha said unto him, As the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. And so they went down to Bethel. And the sons of the prophets that were at Bethel came forth to Elisha and said unto him, Knowest thou that the Lord will take away thy master from thy head today? And he said, Yea, I know it. Hold ye your peace. And Elijah said unto him, Elisha, tarry here, I pray thee, for the Lord hath sent me to Jericho. And he said, As the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. So they came to Jericho. And the sons of the prophets that wrought Jericho came to Elisha and said unto him, Knowest thou that the Lord will take away thy master from thy head today? And he answered, Yea, I know it. Hold ye your peace. And Elijah said unto him, Tarry, I pray thee, hear, for the Lord hath sent me to Jordan. And he said, As the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. And they too went on. And fifty men of the sons of the prophets went and stood to view afar off. And they too stood by Jordan. And Elijah took his mantle and wrapped it together and smote the waters. And they were divided hither and thither so that they too went on over on dry ground. And it came to pass when they were gone over that Elijah said unto Elisha, Ask what I shall do for thee before I be taken away from thee. And Elisha said, I pray thee, let a double portion of thy spirit be upon me. 
And he said, Thou hast asked a hard thing, nevertheless. If thou see me when I am taken from thee, it shall be so unto thee. But if not, it shall not be so. And it came to pass, as they still went on and talked, that, behold, there appeared a chariot of fire and horses of fire and parted them both asunder. And Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven. And Elisha saw it, and he cried, My father, my father, the chariot of Israel and the horsemen thereof. And he saw him no more. And he took hold of his own clothes and rent them in two pieces. And he took up also the mantle of Elijah that fell from him and went back and stood by the bank of Jordan. And he took the mantle of Elijah that fell from him and smote the waters and said, Where is the Lord God of Elijah? And when he had also smitten the waters, they parted hither and thither. And Elisha went over. And when the sons of the prophets, which were to view at Jericho, saw him, they said, The spirit of Elijah doth rest on Elisha. And they came to meet him and bowed themselves to the ground before him. And they said unto him, Behold now, there be with thy servants fifty strong men. Let them go, we pray thee, and seek thy master. Lest peradventure the spirit of the Lord hath taken him up and cast him upon some mountain or into some valley. And he said, Ye shall not send. And when they urged him till he was ashamed, he said, Send. They therefore sent fifty men. And they sought three days, but found him not. And when they came again to him, for he tarried at Jericho, he said unto them, Did I not say unto you, Go not? And the men of the city said unto Elisha, Behold, I pray thee, the situation of this city is pleasant, as my Lord seeth. But the water is not, and the ground barren. And he said, Bring me a new cruise, and put salt therein. And they brought it to him. And he went forth unto the spring of the waters, and cast the salt in there, and said, Thus saith the Lord, I have healed these waters. There shall not be from thence any more death or barren land. So the waters were healed unto this day, according to the saying of Elisha, which he spake. And he went up from thence unto Bethel. And as he was going up by the way, there came forth little children out of the city and mocked him and said unto him, Go up, thou bald head, go up, thou bald head. And he turned back and looked on them and cursed them in the name of the Lord. And there came forth two she-bears out of the wood and tear forty and two children of them. And he went from thence to Mount Carmel, and from thence he returned to Samaria. Don't walk, Alicia. Chapter 3. Now Jehoram, the son of Ahab, began to reign over in Israel in Samaria the 18th year of Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, and reigned 12 years. And he wrought evil in the sight of the Lord, but not like his father and like his mother, for he put away the image of Baal that his father had made. Nevertheless, he cleaved unto the sins of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, which made Israel to sin. He departed not therefrom. And Mesha, king of Moab, was a sheep master and rendered unto the king of Israel an hundred thousand lambs and an hundred thousand rams with the wool. 
But it came to pass when Ahab was dead that the king of Moab rebelled against the king of Israel. And King Jehoram went out of Samaria the same time and numbered all Israel. And he went and sent Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, saying, The king of Moab hath rebelled against me. Wilt thou go with me against Moab to battle? And he said, I will go up. I am as thou art, my people as thy people, and my horses as thy horses. And when he said, Which way shall we go up? And he answered, The way through the wilderness of Edom. So the king of Israel went, and the king of Judah, and the king of Edom. They fetched a compass of seven days' journey, and there was no water for the host and for the cattle that followed them. And the king of Israel said, Alas, that the Lord hath called these three kings together to deliver them into the hand of Moab. But Jehoshaphat said, Is there not here a prophet of the Lord that we may inquire of the Lord by him? And one of the king of Israel's servants answered and said, Here is Elisha, the son of Shaphat, which poured water on the hands of Elijah. And Jehoshaphat said, The word of the Lord is with him. So the king of Israel and Jehoshaphat and the king of Edom went down to him. And Elisha said unto the king of Israel, What have I to do with thee? Get thee to the prophets of thy father and to the prophets of thy mother. And the king of Israel said unto him, Nay, for the Lord hath called these three kings together to deliver them into the hand of Moab. And Elisha said, As the Lord of hosts liveth, before whom I stand, surely, were it not that I regard the presence of Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, I would not look towards thee, nor see thee. But now bring me a minstrel. And it came to pass, when the minstrel played, that the hand of the Lord came upon him, and he said, Thus saith the Lord, Make this valley full of ditches. For thus saith the Lord, ye shall not see wind, neither shall ye see rain. Yet that valley shall be filled with water that ye may drink, both ye and your cattle and your beasts. And this is but a light thing in the sight of the Lord. He will deliver the Moabites and also into your hand. And ye shall smite every fenced city and every choice city and shall fell every good tree and stop all wells of water and mar every good piece of land with stones. And it came to pass in the morning when the meat offering was offered that behold, there came water by the way of Edom and the country was filled with water. And when all the Moabites heard that the kings were come up to fight against them, they gathered all that were able to put on armor and upward and stood in the border. And they rose up early in the morning and the sun shone upon the water. And the Moabites saw the water on the other side as red as blood. And they said, this is blood. The kings are surely slain and they have smitten one another. Now, therefore, Moab to the spoil. And when they came to the camp of Israel, the Israelites rose up and smote the Moabites so that they fled before them. But they went forward, smiting the Moabites, even in their country. And they beat down the cities and on every good piece of land, cast every man his stone and filled it. And they all stopped all the wells of water and felled all the good trees. Only in Kirher Seth left they the stones thereof. Howbeit the slingers went about it and smote it. And when the king of Moab saw that the battle was too sore for him, he took with him 700 men that drew swords to break through even unto the king of Edom. But they could not. 
Then he took his eldest son that should have reigned in his stead and offered him for a burnt offering upon the wall. And there was great indignation against Israel and they departed from him and returned to their own land. That is the end of chapter three of the second book of Kings. We will get to chapter four tomorrow. I'm going to stop a little early real quick because Brian asked what my favorite hymn is. And, you know, I found an awesome version of it. Stop. And I want to play it for you guys. So check this out. Ben Tristur, 
you appreciated that as much as I do. I've always had a special affinity for the Mother's Mary. So, anyway. That's it for us for today. And I'll be back tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. for the good book for Saturday. Because why not? This is the best part of my day every morning. Gets me going. Why stop it on the weekends? So, come join me or not. 9 a.m. tomorrow morning for the good book. We may skip Brother Matt and just do a Bible reading. We'll see. Might just do 30 minutes on the weekends. We'll see how it goes. Anyway. So, Liana's coming up next. The Liana Wilbert Show, both on uh, Pilled.net and Rumble. The TNA Variety Show. So, go check her out. She'll keep us going all day. Our friend Vince also has a new show at 11.30 called Rise and Grind. So, you can go check him out on his channel on Rumble, Rise and Grind. And uh, Mick and I will be back tonight. For the Patriot Party podcast, it's Friday, so it's a long show. So 5.45 for the pre-show, 6 p.m. for the start of the regular show. If you're not in by 6.15, you're missing out. It's a long intro. It's all good, though. Long show tonight, so hope to see you all then. So in the meantime, until then, I hope God keeps you all safe under the protection of his wing until he returns for all of us. See you on the flip side. Have a great day, y'all. Good morning, everybody. Happy Saturday. Mm. I'm not sure how I feel about this to be honest, but here we are. I only say that because today is Mick's first Saturday off in a very long time. And he's still in bed. 
and it was raining this morning. Not cold, warm, but raining. You know, when you're all snuggled up in bed, it's raining out. You don't want to get out of bed. But here we are. The roosters insisted anyway, because uh, it's most definitely time for them to get up. So they started by yelling at me. They did let me sleep until like eight. So that wasn't that bad for them, honestly. Normally they're up much earlier than that. But, you know, we uh, we let our animals set our time clocks around here. So they're better at keeping time than we are a lot. It's amazing how that happens. Maybe if we looked at time by nature instead of by hands on a clock, we would be more successful in what really matters. You know, if I had turned the alarms off this morning, the roosters would have woken me up anyway. The dogs are still snuggling in bed with Mick, because why not? But the roosters would have woken me up and I still would have gotten up and walked the dogs because they get so excited. They'll actually, at the end of the show, at some point they'll come busting in here, but they're, they'll hear the outro song and know that it's time to go. And they'll line up at the door waiting to put their collars and their leashes on. And then, uh, This evening, they'll still tell me exactly what time dinner it is. Hey, mom, it's dinner time. Hey, mom, you gonna feed us? It's dinner time. At exactly the right time. And then if we don't go to bed on time, they'll put themselves to bed. Not Seamus, he'll stay by me. But Annie, yeah, she'll be in bed when she decides it's time to go to sleep. So. What are you going to do when the clocks don't work anymore? Or when they don't matter anymore? For real? Are you going to freak out? Or are you going to learn how to live a new way? Let your animals set your time clock. You should try it sometime. Pretty interesting, actually. Anyway, let's say a prayer before we jump into the Bible. Pray to wake up a little bit. It's good. Dear God, thank you for the strength and energy to get everything done that we need to do to prepare for your return. That doesn't stop just because it's the weekend which is why we're here today. I feel like one of the things that I need to get done is to read that big book. I also need to write and I need to plant, but that's okay. We also need to read. So thank you, God, for giving us that strength and energy. 
and for giving us the discernment to know what those things are that we need to do. For the ears to hear your words, for the eyes to see your signs, for the understanding, the ability to weigh everything between life, death, and the kingdom, your kingdom. So thank you, God. Thank you for our animals that show us every day what it is just to live. Thank you for our children whose innocence tells us every day what we're fighting for, what the point is. Thank you for my amazing husband, for all our friends and family, for everyone whose hearts you soften to come down this path with us to you. And most of all, God, thank you for life every single day. Thank you for life. I like it when it rains because that means I don't have to spend two hours watering every day. Not that I do right now because it is winter, but an hour watering every day. But uh, it does make it a little harder to get the videos done for the Saturday show. We'll make it happen. I do love the rain. This like nice soft rain when it's warm. Anyway. Put some music on in the background here. Some 963. The frequency of God attract blessings, love, and miracles. So we are in the second book of Kings, chapter four. Now there cried a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets unto Elijah, saying, Elisha, thy servant, my husband, is dead, and thou knowest that thy servant did fear the Lord. And the creditor is come to take unto him my two sons to be bondmen. And Elisha said unto her, what shall I do for thee? Tell me, what hast thou in the house? And she said, Thine handmaid hath not anything in the house save a pot of oil. Then he said, Go, borrow thee vessels abroad of all thy neighbors, even empty vessels, borrow not a few. And when thou art come in, thou shalt shut the door upon thee and upon thy sons, and shalt pour out into all those vessels, and shalt set aside that which is full. So she went up from him and shut the door upon her and upon her sons who brought the vessels to her and she poured out and it came to pass when the vessels were full that she said unto her son, bring me yet a vessel. And he said unto her, there is not a vessel more. And the oil stayed. Then she came and told the man of God and he said, go sell the oil and pay thy debt and live thou and thy children of the rest. And it fell on a day that Elisha passed to Shunem, where was a great woman, and she constrained him to eat bread. And so it was that as oft as he passed by, he turned in thither to eat bread. 
And she said unto her husband, Behold now, I perceive that this is an holy man of God, which passes, passeth by us continually. Let us make a little chamber, I pray thee, on the wall, and let us set for him there a bed and a table and a stool and a candlestick. And it shall be when he cometh to us that he shall turn in thither. And it fell on a day that he came thither and he turned into the chamber and lay there. And when he said to Gehazi, his servant, call this Shunammite, Shunammite. And when he had called her, she stood before him. And he said unto him, say now unto her, behold, thou hast been careful for us with all this care. What is to be done for thee? Wouldest thou be spoken for to the king or to the captain of the host? And she answered, I dwell among mine own people. And he said, what then is to be done for her? And Gehazi answered, verily, she hath no child and her husband is old. And he said, call her. And when he had called her, she stood in the door and he said, about this season, according to the time of life, thou shalt embrace a son. And she said, nay, my Lord, thou man of God, do not lie unto thine handmaid. And the woman conceived and bare a son at that season that Elisha had said unto her, according to the time of life. And when the child was grown, it fell on a day that he went out to his father to the reapers. And he said unto his father, my head, my head. And he said to a lad, carry him to his mother. And when he had taken him and brought him to his mother, she sat on her knees till noon and then died. He sat on her knees until noon and then died. And she went up and laid him on the bed of the man of God and shut the door upon him and went out. And she called on to her husband and said, Send me, I pray thee, one of the young men and one of the asses, that I may run to the man of God and come again. And he said, Wherefore wilt thou go to him today? It is neither new moon nor Sabbath. And she said, It shall be well. Then she saddled an ass and said to her servant, Drive and go forward. Slack not thy riding for me, except I bid thee. So she went and came unto the man of God to Mount Carmel. And it came to pass, when the man of God saw her afar off, that he said to Gehazi, his servant, Behold, yonder is that Shunammite. Run now, I pray thee, to meet her, and say unto her, Is it well with thee? Is it well with thy husband? Is it well with the child? And she answered, It is well. And when she came to the man of God, to the hill. She caught him by the feet, but Gehazi came near to thrust her away. And the man of God said, let her alone for her soul is vexed within her. And the Lord hath hid it from me and hath not told me. Then she said, did I desire a son of my Lord? Did I not say, do not deceive me? Then he said to Gehazi, gird up thy loins and take my staff in thine hand and go thy way. And if thou meet any man, salute him not. And if any salute thee, answer him not again, and lay my staff upon the face of the child. And the mother of the child said, As the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. And he arose and followed her. And Gehazi passed on before them, and laid the staff upon the face of the child. But there was neither voice nor hearing. 
Wherefore he went again to meet him and told him, saying, The child is not awaked. And when Elisha was come into the house, behold, the child was dead and laid upon his bed. And he went in, therefore, and shut the door upon them twain and prayed unto the Lord. And he went up and lay upon the child and put his mouth upon his mouth and his eyes upon his eyes and his hands upon his hands. And he stretched himself upon the child and the flesh of the child waxed warm. Then he returned and walked into the house to and fro and went up and stretched himself upon him. And the child sneezed seven times and the child opened his eyes. And he called Gehazi and said, call this Shunanamite. So he called her. And when she was come in unto him, he said, take up thy son. Then she went in and fell at his feet and bowed herself to the ground and took up her son and went out. And Elisha came again to Gilgal. And there was a dearth in the land when the sons of the prophets were sitting before him. And he said unto his servant, set on the great pot and seethe pottage for the sons of the prophets. And one went out into the field to gather herbs and found a wild vine and gathered thereof wild gourds to his lap full and came and shred them into the pot of pottage for they knew them not. So they poured out for the men to eat. And it came to pass as they were eating of the pottage that they cried out and said, O thou man of God, there is death in the pot. And they could not eat thereof. But he said, Then bring meal. And he cast it into the pot and he said, Pour out for the people that they may eat. And there was no harm in the pot. And there came a man from Baal Shalisha and brought the man of God bread of the first fruits, 20 loaves of barley and full ears of corn and the husk thereof. And he said, Give unto the people that they may eat. And his servitor said, What, should I set this before a hundred men? And he said again, Give the people that they may eat. For thus saith the Lord, They shall eat and shall leave thereof. So he set it before them, and they did eat and left thereof, according to the word of the Lord. Chapter 5. Now Naaman, captain of the host of the king of Syria, was a great man with his master, and honorable, because by him the Lord had given deliverance unto Syria. He was also a mighty man in valor, but he was a leper. And the Syrians had gone out by companies and had brought away captive out of the land of Israel a little maid, and she waited on Naaman's wife. And she said unto her mistress, Would God my Lord were with the prophet that is in Samaria, for he would recover him of his leprosy. And one went in and told his Lord, saying, Thus and thus said the maid that is of the land of Israel. And the king of Syria said, Go to, go, and I will send a letter unto the king of Israel. And he departed and took with him ten talents of silver and six thousand pieces of gold and ten changes of raiment. And he brought the letter to the king of Israel, saying, Now when this letter is come unto thee, behold, I have therewith sent Naaman my servant to thee, that thou mayest recover him of his leprosy. 
And it came to pass when the king of Israel had read the letter that he rent his clothes and said, am I God to kill and to make alive that this man doth send unto me to recover a man of his leprosy? Wherefore consider, I pray you, and see how he seeketh a quarrel against me. And it was so, when Elisha, the man of God, had heard that the king of Israel had rent his clothes, that he sent to the king, saying, Wherefore hast thou rent thy clothes? Let him come now to me, and he shall know that there is a prophet in Israel. So Naaman came with his horses and with his chariot, and stood at the door of the house of Elisha. And Elisha sent his messenger unto him, saying, Go and wash in Jordan seven times, and thy flesh shall come again to thee, and thou shalt be clean. But Naaman was wroth and went away and said, Behold, I thought, he will surely come out to me and stand and call on the name of the Lord his God and strike his hand over the place and recover the leper. Are not Abana and Farpar rivers of Damascus better than all the waters of Israel? May I not wash in them and be clean? So he turned and went away in a rage, and his servants came near and spake unto him and said, My father, if the prophet had bid thee to do some great thing, wouldest thou not have done it? How much rather than when he saith to thee, Wash and be clean? Then he went down and dipped himself seven times in Jordan, according to the saying of the man of God. And his flesh came again, like unto the flesh of a little child. And he was clean. And he returned to the man of God, he and all his company, and came and stood before him. And he said, Behold, now I know that there is no God in all the earth, but in Israel. Now, therefore, I pray thee, take a blessing of thy servant. But he said, As the Lord liveth before whom I stand, I will receive none. And he urged him to take it, but he refused. And Naaman said, Shall there not then, I pray thee, be given to thy servant two mules burden of earth? For thy servant will henceforth offer neither burnt offering nor sacrifice unto other gods, but unto the Lord. In this thing, the Lord pardon thy servant, that when my master goeth into the house of Ramon to worship there, and he leaneth on my hand, and I bow myself in the house of Ramon, when I bow down myself in the house of Ramon, the Lord pardon thy servant in this thing. And he said unto him, Go in peace. So he departed from him a little way. But Gehazi, the servant of Elisha, the man of God, said, Behold, my master hath spared Naaman the Syrian in not receiving in his hands that which he brought. But as the Lord liveth, I will run after him and take somewhat of him. So Gehazi followed after Naaman. And when Naaman saw him running after him, he lighted down from the chariot to meet him and said, Is all well? And he said, All is well. My master hath sent me, saying, Behold, even now there come to me from Mount Ephraim two young men of the sons of the prophets. Give them, I pray thee, a talent of silver and two changes of garments. But Naaman said, Be content, take two talents. And he urged him and bound two talents of silver in two bags with two changes of garments and laid them upon two of his servants and they bare them before him. And when he came to the tower, he took them from their hand and bestowed them in the house and he let the men go and they departed. But he went in and stood before his master and Elisha said unto him, whence comest thou Gehazi? And he said, 
thy servant went no whither. And he said unto him, went not mine heart with thee when the man turned again from his chariot to meet thee? Is it a time to receive money and to receive garments and olive yards and vineyards and sheep and oxen and men servants and maidservants? The leprosy therefore of Naman shall cleave unto thee and unto thy seed forever. And he went out from his presence a leper as white as snow. I think I'm going to finish up there for today. We're going to do a bit of a shorter show on Saturdays. Plus, I've got to go pick up Heather from South Carolina. So she can come and do Freedom Gardens with me this afternoon. We talk about what to plant in January. What do you plant in January? I found a great resource to help us out. And um, I might go over some... Uh, Good books, good homesteading books, canning, things like that. So we'll see. So I guess that's it because I'm coming up tomorrow or this afternoon at 2 p.m. And then Mick and I'll be back tomorrow at 2 p.m. for True Spiracy. But um, I think I'm not going to do a good book tomorrow morning. We'll ease into both days. I think I want to sleep in at least one day a week, though. So. We'll see. So, we'll be back this afternoon, 2 p.m. for Freedom Gardens. So, come check us out. And until then, I hope the Lord keeps you safe in the shadow of his wing until his return. Thanks for watching, y'all. See you on the flip side. Good morning, everyone. Happy Monday. How's everyone doing this morning? It was a rough weekend. Wow. On a spiritual level. It's very uh, enlightening. A glimpse of the struggle that's to come. So... Our friend, Brother Matt, has a new message. But before we get to that, so does Uriel. His vessel was off fighting the devil for a couple of days. We were praying for him hard, as hard as we could. I had no fear. I had ultimate faith that he would come through his test and he did. And then Saturday night, that's when we were praying especially hard because I did that Saturday morning. Saturday night, I was like, oh, I can sleep in tomorrow. I'll stay up late. I never do that. Mike was gone to bed or so I thought. And uh, I've been trying to watch the remake of the Firestarter movie, which was my favorite movie when I was a kid, the original. And I saw a remake came out, so I wanted to watch it. And I started watching it the other day, and 20 minutes in, I had to pause it and 
go do whatever else and because I never have time to sit down. And so Saturday night I went and sat back down after everyone had gone to bed. So I thought, turn the movie back on. And I was about another 30 minutes in. And uh, Mick came out to the porch. It wasn't Mick. And he said, I hate to do this to you, but I need you to come with me. I said, okay, we're going to bed. Something like that. Okay. And he said, I don't think I'm going to wake up tomorrow. That the day is upon us. I didn't feel that. I still think we have a little bit more time. Not much, but a little bit more time. But um, he was convinced. He said, if these are my last hours, I just want to hold you. Okay. He said, I just spent 30 minutes talking to Jesus. So what did Emmanuel have to say? He said, nothing good. Nothing good. Nothing we don't know, but nothing good. That that time is upon us. So I closed my eyes and I drifted in and out of sleep. He woke me up, I don't even know. He never actually went to sleep Saturday night. He was up all night. And at one point, I heard him talking, but not really. Like, his mouth would say the words, but only the barest hint of a sound came out. Like, not, not even a whisper, just the barest hint of a sound. And, but I could, I could still hear what he was saying. It was almost the Lord's Prayer. Almost. And then, yesterday morning, during the show, before the show, yesterday morning, I mean, the show went all day. We went six and a half hours. But uh, yesterday morning, we, I saw that Brother Matt had put out a new substack. The message that we're about to hear. And I read through it. And uh, I said, this is what Mick was saying. Or not Mick, I don't know. Word for word. Almost the Lord's Prayer. You'll see. But not quite. This is what he was saying. So, let's watch that. Get my mouse to work. And then, then I'll read you guys the message I got from Muriel. So here's Brother Matt. Hey, brothers and sisters, Brother Matt back with another message from the Lord. 
uh, this message is from this morning, January 7th, 2024. Uh, if you're new to this channel, I encourage you to check out the other videos uh, that I've been posting, uh, the messages that the Lord's been giving me. What I do here is the Lord gives me a message to share. I just give it to you the way that he gave it to me, word for word, what he gave to me. Don't add anything to it. Don't add any explanation or interpretation or any of that stuff. I just read to you what he gave to me. And, and I will ask you to seek the Holy Spirit to give you wisdom and discernment about uh, how to receive it. I, I certainly encourage, we should always test uh, these sorts of things to make sure that they're from the Lord. So I uh, certainly agree that you should seek the Holy Spirit to give you wisdom about how to respond to any of the things that I say in my videos. The um, transcript of this word you can get on my Substack. There's a link to it at the end of this video. You can go there, you can read it. It looks really nice on the Substack and there's footnotes and everything else. So I, I try to get it up there uh, on the Substack. Sometimes before I get the video up, I get the Substack up and it has the written word so you can read it uh, for yourself word for word and also get my footnotes uh, that I put there, the scriptural cross-references and things like that that occurred to me. Okay, having said all that, I know I'm talking really fast because I'm trying to get it out. Um, this is what it says, January 7th, 2024. I am the wind at the door. I am the Lord. I am he who knocks at the door. If any would open to me, then I would come in to him. I am the strong wind that blows through the house of Israel, through the nations. I am the only one who is called true. I am he who is coming again to judge heaven and earth, to rule with a rod of iron. You will see me if you look for me. I will not hide myself from you. When I come, I will reveal all things, things that were hidden from long ago. Soon you will see. Soon the veil will be lifted from your eyes. For now you see in part, but then you will see in full. When my fullness has come upon you, this flesh cannot remain. It must be changed. In a moment, this mortal flesh shall be consumed, transformed. I will make you something new. A new creation fashioned by my hand. A new body fit for me. Remain faithful, O oh my children. Do not lose heart here at the end. Endure. Hold on for me. Hold on for my day. My promises are not idly given. I am the oath keeper, the faithful one. Surely I will do all that I have said. I have said, I will not leave you nor forsake you. I have said, watch for me and for the sign of my coming. I have said I will return in the way that I left. So shall it be on the day of my coming, when I come to gather that which is mine. Wait for the call, the upward call, for I will call you to myself.
Do not fear the calamities which you see coming upon this earth. For I will shake these nations that I might draw out that which is mine. I will shake them like you would shake out a sheet. I will thresh them on my threshing floor. I will sift them. But the one who finds me finds a great treasure. I will establish him. I will set his feet on a rock that he will not be shaken on the day of great shaking. Heed this warning, O you nations and peoples of the earth. I, the Lord, the mighty one, the maker of heaven and earth, the sovereign Lord, the king above all kings, the Lord above all lords, he who formed you inside your mother's womb, he who knows you inside and out, beware. For I, the Lord, am coming soon to take what is mine. If you were wise, you would seek me while there is yet time for you. Repent and return, O you nations and peoples of the land. For I, the Lord, am coming soon to judge you, O nations, O peoples. If you were wise, you would hide yourselves in me. You would flee from that day. It is only in me that you might find safety. In me is salvation for your souls. Call on me, ask of me, and you shall be saved from that day. But to you who refuses me, to those who cover their ears and cover their eyes, who hide their faces from me, there is only judgment and fire. I, the Lord, Jesus, the Christ, he who is called Emmanuel, he who came to save, he who was born of the virgin, he who came in the flesh, he who suffered and died on the cross and whose blood was shed for your sins, he who was buried in the tomb, he who was raised on the third day, he who will soon return. It is I who speaks to you. I offer you an outstretched hand. Call on me, you who are wise, and be saved from this wicked generation. This is the call. Who among you would answer me? Who among you would come unto me and be saved. I, the Lord, have spoken as I will. Wise is the man who heeds my words. Brothers and sisters, that is the message for today, January 7th, 2024. I pray that you will be blessed. Um, appreciate your prayers for me. Please put your prayer requests in the comment section so I can pray for you and so that others can pray for you. And if you're looking through the comments and you see prayer requests, take a moment and pray. And then maybe give a heart or a like or something to the person who made that request, or maybe even comment back and let them know you're praying for them. 
it's good for us to pray for each other, even as we wait. Um, we occupy until he comes. We continue to be about the Lord's business until he comes. Brothers and sisters, that's all I have for you today. I will talk to you later. God bless you. Bye. So that second half was what I heard coming out of mixed mouth. And then last night, Mick went to bed very early, obviously. Like right after the show, he was asleep on the couch and I woke him up for dinner and then he went straight to bed because he hadn't slept all night the night before. He was up praying. But then I couldn't sleep last night. And I didn't know why because I, I have no problem sleeping. But I was waiting for something. And then I got this these messages from Uriel. Uriel's vessel. Understand that Uriel gives his vessel messages and they get passed on to me. The sword has begun. Beware your family, your friends, and neighbor. Many will turn against you at a moment's notice. They will speak evil of you and do wicked things to mock you and bring you down to their level. It is in their soul to stop you from achieving what God has blessed you with. You will start to see what God sees. You will experience the hate that brings forth the cries from the chained and the chastised. The devil and his strongest demons will take foothold in any one and in any way to break your rock and corrupt your heart. Many will fall in the trap and turn aside from God to chase their pride. You must not allow anyone to interfere with your faith. Do not interact with them anymore. Leave them behind no matter how difficult it is. You must stay on your path. Love God and what he has blessed you with and stay faithful in this difficult journey. We pray for all of you. Stay strong and go with strength. And then he sent me a song that I'll play at the end of the show. And then I told him I was wondering what I was waiting for. Because <clears throat> something happened last night, but I wasn't sure what. The sword has begun. And then he told me this. What is faith? Is it a gut feeling or a strange heartbeat in your chest? Is it a voice in your head or a burning desire from deep inside? Faith is a commitment to love. Without love, you are void of the Holy Spirit and easily persuaded in your search for it. Love is the answer to all that are strong enough to commit to it without fail. Love for your creator involves a faith that cannot be broken. Faith is love to your commitment to Lord God. Love and faith to your Lord God is rewarded with great blessings beyond your imagination. Stay committed. Stay faithful. Stay in love with your heavenly father. After all, all you need is but to look within yourself, to find him, love him and be faithful to your love. Is it not in your heart to stay faithful? 
What drives you away from your commitment? Is the evil so persuasive that you cast doubt within your heart? You have ridiculed the evil for many years, and yet when the time arrives, you stand back and analyze it? What gives? Free will is given for many reasons. Don't forget that you have the choice. Stand strong, however difficult it may be. You must stand steadfast in faith and commit yourself to love and rid your soul of anything that may corrupt it before you are set on your path, or you will surely be consumed by the evil who will use it to break you and cast doubt in your faith. You will fail. You must cast out all your doubt. Do not fail in this or the rock will crumble before the wicked. Dear God, thank you. for giving us the strength and energy to do everything we need to do to prepare for your return. Thank you for sending us your messengers. Thank you for showing us what's to come. Thank you for giving us eyes to see and ears to hear and the discernment to be able to sift the lies from the truth and the courage to speak that truth to others. Thank you for challenging us. Thank you for proving to us time and time and time again that you are real. Stop doubting. Thank you for giving us free will. Thank you for our animals who show us what it is to live for you alone. While Brother Matt was speaking, I can see the pond out the studio window here and the chickens and the ducks. And the ducks have been brave the last day too. They've been going in the pond a little bit and coming up, they realize they can get out of the fence by just going around the pond. But we have geese now, wild geese, not our geese. And I watched them all come up and play with the ducks in the pond. So thank you for all of the animals who show us what it is to live for you alone and help us understand and appreciate our free will even more. Thank you for my amazing husband. Thank you for our children, all of the children whose innocence is a constant reminder of what we're fighting for. 
But most of all, God, thank you for life every single day. Thank you for life. Enjoy life. Love it. While we wait for the day that the trumpet sounds and the veil parts, and we see things that will scare most people literally to death. Love your life. If you don't, who will? If you don't feel like your life is worth loving right now, then make it so that it is. How do you do that? Put God first. Let him show you your path. It does lead back to him every single time. And your life will get exponentially better. The blessings that you will receive, the bounties that you're, you gain every single day when you put God first in your life. Build your foundation of faith on bedrock and set your feet in it and do not move. Remember, when the day comes, do not run, do not panic. Set your feet as a stone, my child, for those who scurry shall surely be consumed. The day is coming very soon. But I was told we would have three months to prepare and train. Right now. It's eight days into January. What have you done? What have you done to prepare? Are you building your foundation of faith? Are you speaking to other people about it? Are you talking to your children or your grandchildren, your nieces, your nephews, your brothers, your sisters, your parents about God? Or are you afraid? What are you afraid of? Afraid they're going to ridicule you? Then you have no faith. You need to build a stronger foundation. What are you afraid of? What you should be afraid of is that they will not find God before he returns. That's the only thing you should be afraid of. That's what should drive you to talk to them more, to bring them back. onto God's path. Who do you love? Who do you love most in the world? If you don't love yourself, how can anyone else? If you don't love God, how can you love yourself? God is within you. You are literally made in his image. Put God first. Love God most.
and then everything else gets better. Then you can honestly love everybody. Because that's the only thing that's going to bring them back. So. Yeah, Saturday. We are into the second book of Kings. <coughs> we finished chapter five on Saturday. Alicia's servant was bad. And he gained the leprosy that Alicia had cured. The other of Gazi. So, the second book of Kings, chapter six. And the sons of the prophets said unto Elisha, Behold now, the place where we dwell with thee is too straight for us. Let us go, we pray thee, unto Jordan, and take thence every man a beam, and let us make a place there where we may dwell. And he answered, Go ye. And one said, Be content, I pray thee, and go with thy servants. And he answered, I will go. And he went with them. And when they came to Jordan, they cut down wood. But as one was felling a beam, the axe head fell into the water. And he cried and said, Alas, master, for it was borrowed. And the man of God said, Where fell it? And he showed him the place. And he cut down a stick and cast it in thither, and the iron did swim. Therefore said he, Take it up to thee. And he put out his hand and took it. Then the king of Syria warred against Israel and took counsel with his servants, saying, In such a such a place shall be my camp. And the man of God sent unto the king of Israel, saying, Beware that thou pass not such a place, for thither the Syrians are come down. And the king of Israel sent to the place which the man of God told him and warned him of, and saved himself there, not once nor twice. Therefore the heart of the king of Syria was sore troubled for this thing. And he called his servants and said unto them, Will ye not show me which of us is for the king of Israel? And one of his servants said, None, my lord, O king. But Elisha, the prophet that is in Israel, telleth the king of Israel the words that thou speakest in thy bedchamber. And he said, Go and spy where he is, that I may send and fetch him. And it was told him, saying, Behold, he is in Dothan. Therefore, sent he thither horses and chariots and a great host. And they came by night and compassed the city about. And when the servants of the man of God was risen early and gone forth, behold, an host compassed the city, both with horses and chariots. And his servant said unto him, Alas, my master, how shall we do? And he answered, Fear not, for they that be with us are more than they that be with them. And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw, 
And behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire round about Elisha. And when they came down to him, Elisha prayed unto the Lord and said, Smite this people, I pray thee, with blindness. And he smote them with blindness according to the word of Elisha. And Elisha said unto them, This is not the way, neither is this the city. Follow me, and I will bring you to the man whom you seek. But he led them to Samaria. And it came to pass, when they were coming to Samaria, that Elisha said, Lord, open the eyes of these men that they may see. And the Lord opened their eyes, and they saw, and behold, they were in the midst of Samaria. And the king of Israel said unto Elisha when he saw them, My father, shall I smite them? Shall I smite them? And he answered, Thou shalt not smite them. Wouldest thou smite those whom thou hast taken captive with thy sword and with thy bow? Set bread and water before them, that they may eat and drink, and go to their master. And he prepared great provision for them. And when they had eaten and drunk, he sent them away, and they went to their master. So the bands of Syria came no more into the land of Israel. And it came to pass after this that Ben-Hadad, king of Syria, gathered all his host and went up and besieged Samaria. And there was a great famine in Samaria, and behold, they besieged it until an ass's head was sold for fourscore pieces of silver and the fourth part of a cab of dove's dung for five pieces of silver. And as the king of Israel was passing by upon the wall, there cried a woman unto him, saying, Help, my lord, O king. And he said, If the Lord do not help thee, when shall I help thee? Out of the barn floor or out of the wine press? And the king said unto her, What aileth thee? And she answered, This woman said unto me, Give thy son, that we may eat him today, and we will eat my son tomorrow. So we boiled my son and did eat him. And I said unto her the next day, Give thy son that we may eat him. And she hath hid her son. And it came to pass, when the king heard the words of the woman, that he rent his clothes, and he passed by upon the wall, and the people looked, and behold, he had sackcloth within upon his flesh. Then he said, God do so and more also to me, if the head of Elisha the son of Shaphat shall stand on him this day. But Elisha sat in his house, and the elder sat with him. And the king sent a man from before him. But ere the messenger came to him, and he said to the elders, See how this son of a murderer hath sent to take away mine head. Look, when the messenger cometh, shut the door, and hold him fast at the door. Is not the sound of his master's feet behind him? And while he yet talked with him, behold, the messenger came down unto him. And he said, Behold, this evil is of the Lord. What should I wait for the Lord any longer? Chapter 7 Then Elisha said, Hear ye the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord, Tomorrow about this time shall a measure of fine flour be sold for a shekel, and two measures of barley for a shekel, in the gate of Samaria. Then a Lord on whose hand the king leaned, answered the man of God and said, Behold, if the Lord would make windows in heaven, might this thing be? And he said, Behold, thou shalt see it with thine eyes, but shall not eat thereof. And there were four leprous men at the entering in of the gate. And they said to one another, Why sit we here until we die? 
If we say we will enter into the city, then the famine is in the city, and we shall die there. And if we sit here, we die also. Now therefore come and let us fall onto the host of the Syrians. If they save us alive, we shall live. And if they kill us, we shall but die. And they rose up in the twilight to go on to the camp of the Syrians. And when they were come to the uttermost part of the camp of Syria, behold, there was no man there. For the Lord had made the host of the Syrians to hear a noise of chariots and a noise of horses, even the noise of a great host. And they said one to another, Lo, the king of Israel hath hired against us the king of the Hittites and the king of the Egyptians to come upon us. Wherefore they arose and fled in the twilight and left their tents and their horses and their asses, even the camp as it was, and fled for their life. And when these lepers came to the uttermost part of the camp, they went into one tent and did eat and drink and carried thence silver and gold and raiment and went and hid it and came again and entered into another tent and carried thence also and went and hid it. Then they said one to another, we do not well. This is a day of good tidings and we hold our peace. If we tarry till the morning light, some mischief will come upon us. Now therefore come that we may go and tell the king's household. So they came and called unto the porter of the city, and they told them, saying, We came to the camp of the Syrians, and behold, there was no man there, neither voice of man, but horses tied and asses tied, and the tents as they were. And he called the porters, and they told it to the king's house within. And the king arose in the night and said unto his servants, I will now show you what the Syrians have done to us. They know that we be hungry, therefore are they gone out of the camp to hide it themselves in the field, saying, When they come out of the city, we shall catch them alive and get into the city. And one of his servants answered and said, Let some take, I pray thee, five of the horses that remain which are left in the city. Behold, they are as all the multitude of Israel that are left in it. Behold, I say, they are even as all the multitude of the Israel Israel. Israelites that are consumed and let us send and see. They therefore took two chariot horses and the king sent after the host of the Syrians saying, go and see. And they went after them onto Jordan and lo, all the way was full of garments and vessels, which the Syrians had cast away in their haste. And the messengers returned and told the king and the people went out and spoiled the tents of the Syrians. So a measure of fine flour was sold for a shekel and two measures of barley for a shekel, according to the word of the Lord. And the king appointed the Lord on whose hand he leaned to have the charge of the gate. And the people trod upon him in the gate and he died as the man of God had said, who spake when the king came down to him. And it came to pass as the man of God had spoken to the king saying, Two measures of barley for a shekel and a measure of fine flour for a shekel shall be tomorrow about this time in the gate of Samaria. And the Lord answered the man of God and said, Now behold, if the Lord should make windows in heaven, might such a thing be? And he said, Behold, thou shalt see it with thine eyes, but shalt not eat thereof. And so it fell out unto him, for the people trod upon him in the gate, and he died. Chapter 8 Then spake Elisha 
unto the woman whose son he had restored to life, saying, Arise, and go thou in thine household, and sojourn wherever so thou canst sojourn. For the Lord hath called for a famine, and it also shall come upon the land seven years. And the woman arose and did after the sayings of the man of God. And she went with her household and sojourned into the land of the Philistines seven years. And it came to pass at the seven years end that the woman returned out of the land of the Philistines. And she went forth to cry unto the king for her house and for her land. And the king talked with Gehazi, the servant of the man of God, saying, Tell me, I pray thee, all the great things that Elisha hath done. And it came to pass, as he was telling the king, how he had restored a dead body to life, that, behold, the woman, whose son he had restored to life, cried to the king for her house and for her land. And Gehazi said, My lord, O king, this is the woman, and this is her son, whom Elisha restored to life. And when the king asked the woman, she told him. So the king appointed unto her a certain officer, saying, Restore all that was hers and all the fruits of the field since the day that she left the land, even until now. And Elisha came to Damascus, and Ben-Hadad, the king of Syria, was sick. And it was told to him, saying, The man of God has come hither. And the king said unto Hazael, Take a present in thine hand, and go, meet the man of God, and inquire of the Lord by him, saying, Shall I recover of this disease? So Hazael went to meet him, and took a present with him, even of every good thing of Damascus, forty camels burden, and came and stood before him and said, Thy son Ben-Hadad, king of Syria, hath sent me to thee, saying, Shall I recover of this disease? And Elisha said unto him, Go, say unto him, Thou mayest certainly recover, howbeit the Lord hath shown me that he shall surely die. And he settled his countenance steadfastly until he was ashamed, and the man of God wept. And Hazael said, Why weepeth my Lord? And he answered, Because I know the evil that thou wilt do unto the children of Israel. Their strongholds wilt thou set on fire, and their young men wilt thou slay with the sword, and wilt dash their children, and rip up their women with child. And Hazael said, But what? Is thy servant a dog that he should do this great thing? And Elisha answered, The Lord hath shown me that thou shalt be king over Syria. So he departed from Elisha and came to his master, who said to him, What said Elisha to thee? And he answered, He told me that thou shouldest surely recover. And it came to pass on the morrow that he took a thick cloth and dipped it in water and spread it on his face, so that he died. And Hazael reigned in his stead. And in the fifth year, Joram, the son of Ahab, the king of Israel, Jehoshaphat being then king of Judah, Jehoram, the son of Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, began to reign. Thirty and two years old was he when he began to reign, and he reigned eight years in Jerusalem. And he walked in the way of the kings of Israel, as did the house of Ahab, for the daughter of Ahab was his wife, and he did evil in the sight of the Lord. Yet the Lord would not destroy Judah for David his servant's sake, as he promised him to give him always a light and to his children. In his days, Edom revolted from under the hand of Judah and made a king over themselves. So Joram went over to Zair and all the chariots with him, and he rose by night and smote the Edomites, which compassed him about, 
and the captains of the chariots, and the people fled into their tents. Yet Edom revolted from under the hand of Judah unto this day. Then Libna revolted at the same time. And the rest of the acts of Joram and all that he did, are they not written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of Judah? And Joram slept with his fathers and was buried with his fathers in the city of David. And Azahiah, his son, reigned in his stead. In the twelfth year of Joram, the son of Ahab, king of Israel, did Azahiah, the son of Jehoram, the king of Judah, begin to reign. Two and twenty years old when Azahiah, when he began to reign, and he reigned one year in Jerusalem. And his mother's name was Athaliah, the daughter of Omri, king of Israel. And he walked in the way of the house of Ahab and did evil in the sight of the Lord, as did the house of Ahab. For he was the son-in-law of the house of Ahab. And he went with Joram, the son of Ahab, to war against Hazael, king of Syria, in Ramath Gilead. And the Syrians wounded Joram. And King Joram went back to be healed in Jezreel of the wounds which the Syrians had given him at Ramah when he fought against Hazael, king of Syria. And Isaiah, the son of Joram, king of Judah, went down to see Joram, the son of Ahab in Jezreel, because he was sick. Chapter 9. Actually, I'm going to finish there. That's the end of chapter 8. <clears throat> the second book of Kings. But I did say I wanted to play this song for you that Ariel sent to me. So. Before we go. Listen, all you people, try and understand. You may be a soldier, woman, child, or man, but there won't be many coming home. No, there won't be many coming home. Oh, there won't be many, maybe ten out of twenty, but there won't be many coming home. Now the old folks will remember on that dark and dismal day How their hearts were choked with pride as their children marched away Now the glory is all gone, they are left alone And there won't be many coming home No, there won't be many coming home Oh, there won't be many, maybe five out of twenty But there won't 
That's where we're at. Stand on your rock of faith. Do not move. So. Moda's back. Anyway. Liana's coming up next. I hope. I believe. I have to go to my mother's and finish painting. Or paint some more. I don't know. So, hopefully, Liana's coming up next to get us through our day. Mick and I will be back tonight, five forty-five for the pre-show. Fifteen minutes of music, and then six p.m. for the start of the show. If you're not in by six ten, you're missing out on content. So, come check us out there, Patriot Party Podcast tonight, and then I'll be back tomorrow morning for the Good Book. Once again. No, Lindsay. Mona never leaves. So I pray that you will all be safe and secure in the shadow of the Lord's wings until he returns. Y'all have a wonderful day, and I will see you on the flip side. Thanks for watching. Crazy baby, chill. Don't medicate, just meditate. You waking up now, well, baby, you hella late. Educate, look at what's going on, let it resonate, accelerate. Find your inner hunger like you never ate. Agenda is to push the hate, separate and segregate. Don't celebrate quite yet, the storm is coming. Cue for heaven's sake. Violence that they demonstrate, instigate and penetrate. The values of our country and our God is what they desecrate. My fighters ain't no featherweight. Pulling out the seams of the fabric that they fabricate. They feed us lies, manipulate, intimidate through fear and force. Forcing us to sit and wait till we come together, congregate, and then we liberate. Praying that you give me strength to find some love amongst the hate. Marching on these streets of blood till I see the golden gates. Troubadour, troubled souls, one of God's servants. Blades out, cut the grass till we see the serpents.
This puppet show stays on because of you Swallow, just digested. Suspected something's going on, but chose to just neglect it. Deflected by some breaking news. Oh, we just accepted. Expected just to fall in line and follow their perspective. Don't question their objective, but I got a lot of questions. How these kids molested, but nobody's been arrested. Credit in the testament, these children are protected. So I'm fighting all these terrorists, both foreign and domestic. Refuse to be directed. Lying, not a sheep. Only kneel to my God, so I'm dying on my feet. Uh. Silence when we speak, but there's violence in the street I've been rolling with the punches, I can't take it on the cheek uh, Drink from a glass half full, I'm optimistic People are sadistic, so vicious and malicious Praying for assistance to overcome our position Or I'm gonna start resisting and then I pray for forgiveness oh, one day, I hope you see the truth This puppet show stays on because of you Because of you